Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. How the heck are you? It's freezing in Michigan. Not that you care, because if you're in a southern state, you're mocking and making fun of us like we're a bunch of babies and you're posting pictures of yourself in the sand on the beach. But you know what? I'll still love you. I'll get over it eventually. But it's been a weird week, and that's why I'm really excited today, because it's been a hard week, a weird week, a cold week. But we're going to bring some straight fire today. See what I did there? We're going to bring fire today in the podcast. I'm joined by a good friend of mine, <laughs> Tim Kroll. He's actually a crowd favorite, and I want to give the people what they want. And he's been on the podcast a couple other times at least. Uh, he has a lot of insight. He's achieved incredible things throughout his business career. And he actually doesn't originally come really from the home service world. Uh, I'll let him tell his backstory and kind of recap with you guys. But he made a lot of money online. He helped build some big businesses. In fact, one of the companies he helped scale from, I think, ten dollars or $15,000 a month selling t-shirts online to over $7 million a month. He's a really smart dude. He's a good guy, a family guy, and he's also part of the Automate, Grow, Sell Conquer program. He was a mentor at the Automate, Grow, Sell experience. So if you were there with us, uh, you know how good of a heart Mr. Tim Kroll has. And Tim, thanks for taking some time to hang out with me today. Dude, I am so excited. I know it's cold. I'm a little bit further north than you are, so we are like popsicles up here, but I, I Man, the fire in our hearts is going to keep us nice and warm, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I want to talk to you about some specific things that, you know, we kind of corresponded back and forth online. We've been talking on Boxer a little bit. And this idea of, you know, what holds people back, right? So we launched this Conquer program thing and kind of in secret, we have like 70 or 80 businesses that are doing this and it's exciting and amazing. And we've been kind of secretly uh, running these Conquer groups for about a month and a half or two months or so. Uh, already getting some really <laughs> amazing results, breakthroughs, mindset changes. Yeah. I know you're working with some smaller businesses. Uh, tell us about your experience so far with Conquer and kind of what even you're learning uh, doing so much one-on-one -on -one work with these small companies. Oh, my. Where to begin? Where to begin? <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like we could truly talk for hours, and I know we don't have hours and hours um, so let me see if I can just draw out the highlights of where it is. Did you want me to give a background of where I'm at first or you want to just jump right into, yeah, hey, let's talk? Yeah, go ahead and do a recap kind of your story okay. and your credentials and whatnot and then kind okay. of just roll from there. That's good. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely can do that. So um, take, a, what, a 40-year story and try to put it into two minutes. Exactly. Ready, exactly. Make it 90 <laughs> seconds. Ready, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so – uh, obviously, I, as a child, forced into kind of the boxes, went to college, did the whole thing that the society tells you to do. And I realized that mm, God did not create me to do that. Um, he created me to be different, which is now I truly can embrace and celebrate, whereas before I didn't. So right out of college, I got married, thought I knew everything, a little bit arrogant as a young kid could be, started my own company as um Man, shoot, I did a lot of different things as far as a company. I like to call that my hustle years because I was basically scrapping for just about anything. Did construction, did flooring, 
turned into sales. Then I worked for a corporation company. One of the interesting things is when I first started my, my service business, which was flooring, um, I didn't know jack squat and I thought I did. So I, again, a lot of arrogance in there. And so one day we ended up waking up, finding out that I lost everything. Um, you know, lost two houses, lost my car, got repossessed. My truck got, re whatever, all the stuff I just basically lost. My wife rolls over. She looks at me and she says, you are never going to own a business again. And I'm like, you know what? My confidence level was so low. I was just like, you're right. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to follow the path that everybody's told me throughout all of my teenage years. Go get a job. Find that. So I did. So I started working in sales, found I love working with people, love the psychology of it, learned a whole ton of stuff inside of sales, was able to get myself into a nice corporate job. We started building a, a company called Leaf to Fire. Uh, some of you guys know if you do gutter cleaning, you might have heard that. It's just a piece of foam that sits inside of a gutter. So me and another guy, we built that company at about, uh, I think it was about $5 million. Uh, took that, that was $5 million a year from $100,000 a year to $5 million. A lot of grunt work, a lot of marketing stuff. And come to find out, it was bought by a corporate. Corporate decided to sell that thing off, and I am now without a job. So the security that I believed that I was going to have stepping into the work world did not exist. And that was a real eye opener for me. So we started bouncing around. Then I started working. Um, I actually started another employee position type thing, working with Sunfrog. Um, but it was all based off a of commission. In fact, everybody thought that I owned the company. I didn't, but we I'm the one to build it. <laughs> and we took that company from 10000 to $7 million. Some things fell apart again. And finally, my wife looks over at me and says, you need to own your own business. I'm like, yes! <laughs> finally, permission from the boss to proceed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally felt like we kind of got on the same page, but what it did is it allowed me to start embracing how God really called me and to really start looking at the individual things, which then led into kind of a last five years, six years of a self-discovery of I love, love, love working with people. I love being able to see them grow. I love being able to see them succeed in their businesses. And quite frankly, I mean, like this is the kind of stuff that when you wake up in the morning, you get to say, oh boy, I get to go to work. Um, you know, that's the whole Love Mon Monday concept. And that's what that's what I really, truly feel getting onto this Conquer Group thing has provided. And this is where it goes. So some of the awesome things that have happened is it's not just um, I'm working with four different companies right now within inside of the Conquer Group. Yes, there's some incredible things that are happening from a business perspective. I mean, things like I just I'm blown away because these guys have set out their budgets. They've set out their forecasts on what they're going to close. And to date, we are already six figures over with all of the groups. We're six figures over what they forecasted they were going to do. And you say, well, how it's amazing. It just it's, it's, it's freaking speaks, incredible. Well, it's the power it's, of community. It's the power oh, of accountability. Goodness. It's the power of uh, just showing up seven days at a time, knocking over one big domino at a time. It's amazing. Sorry, it keep going. Unfreaking believable. I mean, like it is just I, I'm getting goosebumps right now because I'm thinking about the success that these guys have. And it's just it blowing me away. Um, and so these are guys that are looking at it. So. You ask, how in the world can somebody actually blow those kinds of goals and, and, and forecasts out of the water? Well, number one is you have to have the structure, which is what the Conquer Group does. I mean, you've got we've got the base camp stuff. We've got all the templates, the sales scripts. We've got all of that stuff there. And, uh, you know, between the fact that we're going through the growth wheel, which allows us to prioritize and come up with all of these action plans, decision moments, all of these other really awesome, awesome tools. But quite frankly, I don't think that's the reason why they're doing it. 
The reason why I believe that they're doing it is for two main purposes. And this goes back to the foundation of what I believe and what we look at as far as within companies. You can be chasing tactics. Well, let me put it this way. Everybody wants results. Everybody strives to find results. And what common society is telling us, when we go online on Facebook or and sometimes we go into our groups, everybody sees that there's another tactic. There's another trick. Go do this and you're going to get more closes. Do that. The problem with that is that is a lifelong hustle. You will constantly be jumping from one tactic to another tactic to another tactic to this platform to that platform. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, no, clip wires. Oh, no. They, oh. You're like going all and chasing all of these things to try to get those results when in reality, the thing that's going to give you those results on a long term and stable results is creating the structure. 100%. Yeah, creating the structure around your company. That's your organization. That's your standard operating procedures. That's knowing how you're going to market, how you're going to message, all the whole nine yards. But the other key component inside of these conquer groups, and this is what I found has made these guys successful, is number one, support. They now feel like a family. So the four companies that are together feels like a family. And we've had some emotional things going on, and we've had some guys that have missed meetings because of real close people being sick. I mean, like we're talking in the hospital kind of sick. And the support that I see from the other three companies for the individual is like, dude, we got your back, man. We're praying for you. We love you. We're here for you. Just reach out to us anytime. That support is absolutely, in my opinion, it's one of the most monumental shifts that I see inside of the group and being able to rely on these guys and say, look, you know what? Today, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not there today because we're always, we, you know, you and I were talking with this weather being a little cold with kind of our emotions and our energy levels. dropped. <laughs> That's true. And you know what? Um, it's hard to put a, a value on relationships like that, but being an entrepreneur can be extremely lonely. It feels like you're living on an island. You go to Thanksgiving yeah. dinner and you're trying to be excited about your vision for your business and this new thing that you accomplish and other people can't relate to it. They just can't relate to it. Either they're negative or they feel intimidated by your success or your pursuit of success makes them feel small. It gets weird. It gets awkward. This is like the antidote for that. But I want to go back real quick and talk about structure and the difference between structure and tactics. Last okay. night, Let's I made go a back and talk about it. Well, I let me finish that one thought, though, because the support is absolutely key. But here's the other thing is I am watching mindset change in each of these individuals. And like you just touched on a very key element, which is the uh, feeling alone. I mean, I've got guys that he frankly, he said this too. He said, like, I would have never put this bid in if it wasn't for my conquer group. And he landed a very large five figure type job because of the confidence that he was able to borrow from mm. every other member that was in there and close a high five figure job. Oh, you're speaking my language with the borrowing confidence, borrowing certainty. It's a real thing. Um, so when we talk about structure, I made a video on Facebook uh, yesterday about how in the winter, in the off season, especially small companies, but really even medium or large size company, there's a ma massive cash pinch. There's no money. Mm -hmm. I know more than anybody the, the anxiety inducing paralyzing stress and fear of having absolutely no money, bills due, you're panicking. What happens though is people get so emotionally down that they don't actually take the opportunity of this quiet time of year to build the structure, to put the systems in place, to look at the low hanging fruit. Uh, or what they do is they overthink everything. You know, for, for me, when we started making a lot of money in my service company, I almost, I felt guilty in a way. I remember I tell a story about the first time I ever left a job site so my crew could do the whole job without me. And I went to a Chinese buffet with my mom and I felt guilty the whole time I was there. I was like, oh, I'm making money, but I'm not the one doing the work. 
well, you, I kept feeling that. So then we did 20000 a month, 50000 a month, 100000 186000 a month. And I would have these times where I'm like, this is not that hard. Like, I feel bad. Like, you, we want it to be complicated so that we feel worthy of getting the result when really it is simple. You got to put rails uh, on your business. You got to build the systems, the structure. And you can have a very, very simple plan with tactics to, to drive the result using that system. But I think people do get confused. So let's... Give me your thoughts on the difference between the people focusing on the tactics. What do you what do you mean by that? And let's kind okay. of unpack that a little bit so people understand. Yeah, and I've seen this consistent across multiple ind- industries. And as you kind of alluded to before, um, a lot of my background isn't necessarily in the service business. I have a lot of background in the online space and the digital marketing type space. And I have known, well, well, let me just put it this way and quantify it, in Sunfrog, I literally built an affiliate program where I touched over a hundred thousand different entrepreneurs and I watched them as they grew in their small business selling t-shirts on their Facebook and I watched them chase the tactics. And what I mean by that is, well, frankly, Facebook, they love changing their algorithm. Everybody gets frustrated with it and they love changing their algorithm. So they were always chasing, well, do I put out an ad that's at a $5 a day or do I put out 20 ads at a dollar a day? Or do I do like, do I do a video ad? Do I do a picture ad? Do I do this word or that word? Or that? And, and like all of these things that just become tactics, they are ways to be able to get your message across. So let me transfer that over into the sales service or I'm sorry, to the service industry what I see too happening is the exact same principles. Everybody is chasing what has worked for somebody else. And let me use clip flyers. And I, I know this is an over, this is kind of a beat up topic, but I think it's very relevant. Clip flyers work for some people and they don't work for others. But in a business that's just starting out, let's say you're uh, stage one, stage two, stepping in maybe a stage three. You're looking for things because you're trying to get immediate results. You're trying to get the sales. And like you just said, Josh, about the fact that you get in this pinch, you're like, okay, I need a quick result. And so, you know what? I heard Sammy's window cleaning is throwing out clip flyers all over the place and they're getting a 50% return on that. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start doing that. Well, you may be in a culture that are in a, at a suburb or even a homeowner's association where you're not allowed to do that. And that's totally tarnishes your brand. It tarnishes everything that you're doing. So chasing that tactic, that may not be the right answer for you. So that's kind of the direction I'm going. I I can keep talking more about it, but that's the point that I'm talking about with the tactics is don't just keep chasing the next thing that you heard that worked for somebody else. Have a specific plan. Exactly. And I'll hop in here and take the baton for a second because uh, when you get in a group of small business owners, the conversation very quickly, and for example, like at an event, and everybody's hanging out at the restaurant or the bar after the event, they immediately start talking about two different things. They talk about equipment, and they yeah. argue, oh, you need the PSI on this, the pressure washer is pretty good, the, the, the road rotations per minute on the nozzle injector flux capacitor is way better than the ball bearing or the muffler bearings. And they do that, or they talk about tactics. It's all about tactics, and it's really, really fascinating because when I hang out with people who are crushing it at a high level, the conversation is totally different. They're talking about 
totally different high-level strategic intellectual things, right? Like real CEO talk where they're, they're talking about market share and they're talking about the opportunities. They're talking about technology, how to leverage things. They're talking about how to uh, be better leaders, how to, how to squeeze mm-hmm. more productivity out of their team. They're talking about how to improve systems that they have, how to deliver their, their... And they're also really clear in their message, the messaging, and a few simple ways that they deliver that message. So to, to say that simpler... Uh, a, sm- a group of small businesses will say, oh, hey, should, you guys going to do some Facebook ads this, this this year? What about SEO? Should I hire an SEO guy? What about Google pay-per-click? Uh, you know, I, he- I hear that Facebook's changing this. Oh, maybe I should do some direct mail. Should I do Send Gym? Should I do EDDM? Should I do this? Should yep. we door knock? Should we do flyers? Should we do door hangers? Should we do door knocking? Should we join the Chamber of Commerce? I don't know. Have you guys had luck with the B&I group? But maybe I should join a B&I group. And, and none of those things are bad, but what they're not understanding is that any one of those things, you can build a million-dollar business on one of them if you yep. went deep on it and put structure behind it and just crushed it and, did, and just went hard with it. And yep. that's kind of what my video was about last night was what is the simplest, <clears throat> excuse me, the simplest, easiest, most logical path to the result that you want. What's like, like, what is a simple thing you've done in the past that worked and how can we do 150 times more of that thing? Uh, Oftentimes people just don't do enough massive action on the one thing. Instead, they do a little bit of dabbling buffet style marketing, a little this, little that, and then they panic when it doesn't work. And it's just this vicious cycle and conquer helps get out of that because you can't you yeah, can't exactly. do that because you get called out on it every week it gets simplified it's like nah, ah, ah, ah. no 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 like let's do this did you do the thing last week okay cool do you need help okay log into Basecamp. get the you need these three systems they're already built for you just put your logo on it print them off and it it demystifies it and i, I don't know if i did a good job explaining that but you did. i do agree yeah with you. let me add one more thing to this because this is the other thing that i'm seeing is that in order for them to grow, they believe they have to add more services. And I see that trap happening a lot of times. 100%. They're, they're like, I, I made 50 grand with my business. How do I make 100? Well, I got to add another service. Oh, you want to make 150? Add a third service. And that's, I always use the example. There's a gutter cleaning called Ned Stevens in uh, on the East Coast somewhere. I can't remember the number. I always mess it up. But it's either 30, 50, or 80 million a year. The, either <laughs> Either way... Let's say it's ten million. It's tens of millions a year just doing gutter cleaning. That one thing. I mean, hello. Yep. Yeah, and that's the part that I'm that I'm amazed at so many times. It's like, and that's that's part of the tactics. It's okay. You know what? I got to increase my revenue here this month by or by this year by another fifty thousand or a hundred thousand. So you know what? I'm doing power washing. So uh, you know, I I can do gutter cleaning. Oh, I I can clean dryer vents. And again, none of these things are bad. But when you start to diversify, if you're a one-man technician going out, and now all of a sudden you added three more different things, now you got to add all that equipment, you got to add extra things that are going on to your truck, you got to add uh, different timings, appointments, blah blah blah. Well, I the mean, real problem these... too with with adding services, sorry to interrupt you, is um, oh. is training. So when you try to scale your company, and someone has to be an expert at roof cleaning and you know deck restoration and the, all these different technical specialties. It, it just creates a nightmare. It gets very, very difficult. And I, I wonder if it's because people think to make a lot of money, they have to do really, really hard things. It's very, it should be complex and really difficult when really the truth is it has to do with belief, number one, belief, and a simple path that's well executed on. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take this all the way back because this is where I think this cold conversation is going to go is this is why it's so critical 
to have structure and organization in place. And part of that structure and organization, it obviously begins, and you, you talk about this too, and I, that's why I feel like you and I are just, we resonate with each other on this topic, is understanding your why will allow you to have clarity in your decisions. Mm -hmm. So when an opportunity shows up, it's no longer, okay, is this really an opportunity? It's more, is this an opportunity or is this a distraction that's going to take me away from why I'm in business to start with? Bam, you got it. And the little itty bitty guys that are struggling, they have a hard time with stuff like this, Tim, because it sounds woo woo when you talk about the real key is mindset and you're the average of the five people you hang out with and you got to know your why and all this stuff because they're in survival mode. But the, yeah. I, the ironic thing is, because I felt that way early on, it felt weird and cheesy and disingenuous when I'd hear, you know, quote unquote, rich people talking about how you got to have mindset. And it's just like, no, you guys just cheated. Like you, your dad must have been rich. Like you try to think of some reason. But the, the real truth, I promise, quick talk, listen, I promise you, I promise you 90% of this is your mindset and your belief. And all of your decisions become binary when you have a plumb line to measure your decision against. What I mean is your why, what you're trying to accomplish, your your target, your out, objective, your outcome for this year. When, when you have that well-defined and you get that quote-unquote opportunity to buy another business out or the quote-unquote opportunity to have a business partner or the opportunity to add a service or the opportunity to do some weird niche thing that you don't normally do, all you do is measure that opportunity against the plumb line of that very clearly defined objective, and it's either up or down, yes or no, it's black or white, it's super simple. It's like, nope, this, this does not in alignment with this with this uh, objective this year, with my purpose, with my thing. And uh, it allows you to not get weighed down with little silly dumb decisions. It, you just keep chopping wood and moving forward, and you don't let things kill your momentum because you're so focused. God, I just, I feel like I'm doing a bad job explaining this. I don't know. What do you think? Well, let me give you let me give you the real life example of this this situation because this literally happened over the last two months, um, and I'm not going to use names, but there's one individual in my group, and he come up. He's like this. I've got this great idea, guys. Um, I, you know, he currently what he's doing. He's a soft washer. He's got a five year warranty that he that's the way he sells his product. That's the way he sells his services. It comes with a five year warranty. His idea is I want to take this. And instead of doing a five-year warranty, I want to do a subscription-type reoccurring thing where we come back and we wash the roof once per year. I said, okay, great. Why don't we as a team, we're going to take a look at this. And when I mean a team, like all four of the people that were in the group, let's just take a look at this. Let's break down what your closed numbers are. Let's break down what your um, average callback is over those five years. How much does it cost you to be able to do one of these callbacks? How much are you charging? So on and so on. So we literally took this and dissected the idea against the financials and against his message. And we found out that he literally is losing money because of the five-year warranty. And it's kind of shocking because you think, how in the world can you be losing money off of a five-year warranty? Well, because when you have an idea, if you don't have this baseline, this plumb line that you're talking about, and you just go ahead and run with it and say, hey, this is a great idea – if you don't know that baseline, then how do you know it's a great idea? How do you know it's not going to subtract from your bottom line instead of adding to your bottom line? And so ultimately what we what he is doing is after all of the numbers are done, after everything is said, he's now counted his cost. Financially, he knows exactly what it costs him to go back. He's going to add on a revenue basis approximately between ten dollars and $20,000 per year by switching away from a five-year warranty into a, a yearly subscription thing. 
Now that's going to accumulate. So the second year, it's going to be between 20 and 40. The third year, it's going to be between 40 and 80. I mean, like every year, it's going to just start compounding because of all the things. He found out that on the five-year one, it was less than 1% of the people were calling him back. But yet he knew that some of the houses were getting dirty within those five years. So what was happening to those people? Where were they going? Somebody oh, else I see. I see. I was confused. I thought you meant he was losing money because he was getting a lot of callbacks. You're saying no. he was losing potential revenue Correct. because he could sell additional services. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So so he would sell a job. And let's just throw a number out there. I'm not going to give real numbers, but let's just throw. He, he would sell a job at $1,000, right, with a five-year warranty. If he came back in that five-year warranty, he would charge half that because it was under warranty. So he would charge 500. Well, the problem was nobody was calling him back for those 500 ones. So mm-hmm. it was like he – and he knows that people were calling and getting the roof cleaned by somebody else, but it wasn't him. Somebody else was doing that job. Well, it just has to do with being strategic. I mean the real point of your story is when you get strategic and you think like a CEO, and yes, you can do that when you have a tin, tiny, itty-bitty little business, uh, really good stuff happens. Your business, guys, it's nothing but a big math problem and a relationship problem. That's it. That's all it is. It's math and relationships. You got your customer relationships, you got your team relationships, and you have math. That's it. <laughs> when we get in the weeds of spraying bleach on the thing and mowing the lawn and digging the ditch and do it, and then the customer's mad and then payroll and then the checks bounce and then the commercial account didn't pay us for 45 days. When we get into reactive mode, we fall into the same pattern that we've always been in. And yep. another year goes by and you'll make a living, but you won't build freedom. You won't build a sellable company. You won't really get what you really want. And it's very frustrating. It, it's yep. it's a logic and a math problem. You use your emotion to drive sales and to do hard things and stuff. But uh, when you get in these mental funks and you feel like you're on an island, it's really hard. So let, let's try to wrap it up here in the last few minutes. Okay. I wanted to ask you, Tim, um, for Conquer, you do have the availability to take on some more businesses in your groups, uh, at least a few more. And if people fill out the application, if they really feel like they resonate with you, I know you're specializing in maybe certain types of businesses or you have kind of your dream customer. When you fill out an application for Conquer, you can go to agsconquer.com. That's agsconquer.com. Fill out an application because we don't accept everybody. We make sure it's a good fit. It's not based on if your business is small or big. It's based on your mindset, your mentality, and if we think we can serve you at a high level. But you could actually hop on a quick, good fit call with someone like Tim. And, and and really see if this is a good fit for you. But who are you looking for specifically as a certified Conquer coach with the Automate Grow Sell Conquer program? Yeah, I, the thing that I absolutely love is being able to work with people that have that desire to be able to grow or want to be able to grow. But it, it's not just a matter of, hey, I need to grow in my business part. They also want to grow personally. And most of the time when you're stepping out and into starting a business. So let's say you're stage one, stage two, you're basically going to be running between what, a hundred and 300,000, maybe a little bit above. But what I, what I really want to do is be able to dive in and be able to work with you, not just about the business, but also about the fact that we've got to get your mindset so that you can grow personally along with the business. And that most of that growth ends up happening in those stage one, stage two, and stage three, because here's, here's the bottom line of this whole thing. If you don't grow personally, you your business can actually outgrow you and implode because you're just not prepared for it. So it's You were really just important. telling me before we started recording about a business that you were helping, uh, like a huge, like a $20 million business that was about to implode. Tell, tell me about that briefly. What happened yeah, so, there? <laughs> 
Yeah, so sometimes it doesn't even really matter about the money so much as far as the volume. Sometimes it's just about the mindset. Um, so I was talking with a, another company, and they're doing $20 million a year. And they're literally ready to implode. Now, what happened to be able to get to $20 million is they've got a product. It's one of the coolest little things that, they've, that they were able to find. But they jumped in before anybody else. It's kind of new to the market. It definitely fits a need. It solves a problem. But they have no sales scripts. They have no sales process. They have no follow-up. They have no customer list. They have no email uh, nurturing campaigns. They don't have any structure as far as how they uh, manage the customer once they're in. They don't have any operations. They don't have, they don't have any uh, literally any structure or organization. It's everybody doing everything their own way. And that's it. And the, the challenge that they're running into is they are losing market share right now because somebody else coming in who's organized, methodical, is taking away their customers literally just taking them away. And so they are on the verge, even though they're they're about a five to 10 year, I can't remember exactly, but I know it's over five years. Um, but they're on the verge of, even if even after making $20 million last year, they're on the verge of imploding simply because they don't it's have- Fascinating. I mean, I, my heart goes out to them, but it's a really fascinating thing to think about. Yeah. It, and it's amazing to me that you can, so here's the other thing that happens too, and I'll just kind of quick lay this out. You may not feel the pain at 100,000, 50,000, even 250,000, like a quarter of a million. You don't necessarily feel the pain of not having organization structure, not having scripts, not having training. You don't feel that pain because, quite frankly, you're, you're fast enough to be able to go and put out the fires as they happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. As soon as you cross over into a situation where now you've got to start hiring employees, you've got to trust them to be able to take care of those things, now you're going to start feeling that pain because – they cannot do it the same way that you do it because they haven't been in that. And if you don't have a system or a procedure, you know, SOPs in place, you don't have training in place, you are going to implode. You're just going to burn through employee after employee after employee. And it's you won't be able to get to stage the, the official, quote unquote, stage three, where you're just in the office or the stage four. So you've got to get that mindset set and you've got to get it correct to be able to start thinking like those CEOs instead of chasing the, the tactics that we talked about earlier. Bam. So, yeah. So my ideal is that I love those guys at stage one, two, and three that are looking to change the way that they think about business. And I don't care how long you've been in business. I've, I've even talked to guys that have been in business 10, 15 years that are still thinking like day one people. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. We are the bottleneck. We always are. I'm my own bottleneck. I'm not immune to any of this. Either is Tim. We right. all battle this stuff. But what's really cool with the Conquer program or really with any type of accountability group in general, is is that you get expertise, advice, accountability, uh, kicks in the butt and, and pats on the back from people who are further ahead of where you are now. That's the key, right? You need to be working with people who have already achieved what it is that you want to achieve. And that's how this whole thing is structured. In fact, if a stage one business joins a Conquer program and they're doing a hundred grand a year owner operator and they just go crazy and they build a million dollar business in a couple of years, they're not going to stay in that same group. We're going to ascend them up to a different Conquer coach mm-hmm. surrounded by seven figure business owners. Because we have a lot of seven figure businesses in the Conquer group as well uh, and everything in between. Um, the, the problem that really Conquer is solving is that when people organize their own masterminds or accountability groups, they don't work very well. And here's why. 
one of the pr- people in the group gets dumped on with all of the responsibility to make sure people are showing up, mm-hmm. to facilitate everything, to try to keep yep. the energy going and all of that stuff, and it kind of falls apart. Or what happens is the person that's motivated enough to start a group like that winds up giving free business advice to a bunch of other people who are taking. They're not contributing. There's no skin in the game. They're just taking, taking, taking. It burns out, fizzles out, goes away. I know this because I've done it. I've done it yeah. a whole bunch of times, and I know people that have done it. High achievers like to help, but at the same time, you know, when you pay, because this is a high ticket, expensive program, it's a luxurious premium thing. It's a life changing, major, major program. And you can get all the details at agsconquer.com. But people in a program like this, it it makes your butt pucker up a little bit in a different way where you come to the table (laughs) with a very particular mindset and everybody in your group has the same mindset. And the conquer coach that's guiding you has rails and structure ready to go, and they're further ahead of, of where you are in business, and it's just a recipe for success. It just works. It's logical. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts before I let you go, Tim? I have lots of closing thoughts, but I know i got to keep it short. <laughs> go ahead. Um, We're good. The, the, first thing, the first thing is is the fact that like um, I, I've done uh, about 15 different interviews directly with the people that started it. To every one of them, to, to almost the exact same type of comments coming back is, I am so thankful that I did this, and I'm so thankful that I didn't allow the money to be the issue. I am so thankful that I that I, I just took that leap of faith, and I spent the money on this because the value that I'm getting back is tenfold from what it is. And I know the guys in my own group are closing jobs higher than anything else, and it's more than paying for what their investment is into the group. Um, and that's the first thing. The second thing that I've seen, too, is that when you're looking at this, it's amazing how much you do sit up and you pay attention suddenly become very nervous because you're stepping into a group of equals and you're like, dude, I do not want to let these guys down because you guys are all, when you get put into a group, you're all in the same level playing field. And I can tell you too, cause I spoke with several of these guys, there was a lot of, of nerves that kind of s- stepped up and they were like, yeah, I really got to get this done. I, I really got to be able to make sure I, I accomplish all of my goals because I've got other people there's an interesting thing when you start into a friendly competition, it's an interesting motivator, something different than you could ever even imagine until you get into the middle of it. So mm-hmm. those are a couple of really awesome things. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll shut up because there's a lot of stuff. No. I <laughs> it's all true. It's We're very excited about the program, everybody. This is meeting a need. And just to give you maybe a, just a brief history of how we got to this point, I built a service company for 10 years. And I didn't have the most magical, perfect company, but I had a very successful company. The last two years I had it, I worked less than five hours a week on the business. It was really completely automated. I had a full staff. We had between 20 and 30 employees during the busy season. We had eight to 10 crews. It was automated. There's there's bigger companies. Most companies are smaller than that. And I learned some things and implemented some things regarding systems to achieve that result. After I sold my company, I moved to Costa Rica and I started this podcast because I had a lot to share, a lot to say. I didn't have a grand master vision on exactly what Automate, Grow, Sell would become. But I started that company uh, because I was overwhelmed with the amount of messages, emails. People are calling my business office and my service company every day, five, ten calls a day uh, sometimes just wanting to talk and quote unquote pick my brain. Well, I couldn't deal with that. So I said, I'm going to, when I get to Costa Rica, I'm going to build a course called the Automate Grow Cell Bootcamp. I spent months shooting all the content, structuring everything. I'm on the beaches of Costa Rica. I'm in the mountains putting together, you know, systems and documents and workbooks and homework packets and all this. So that was my first course I ever built. I built that 
and launched it. And to my surprise, a bajillion people bought it. A gajillion people loved it. A gajillion people, all these people came out of the woodworks because it was meeting a need. Now, as the course sales were progressing, I realized a small percentage of people that bought the course were achieving extraordinary results. And it's not because the course was bad. It's because they weren't in community and they didn't have accountability. So then we launched the Automate Grossell event, the experience at my house. I said, what if I got some of these hungry people that are willing to, to invest in their education to come to my house and to come to Michigan and I will sit at a table with them and fix their stuff. We will literally uh, forward plan a six to 12 month sprint, reverse engineer stuff, talk about the mindset, give them a step one, step two, step three, knock this domino over, then do this one, help them understand the numbers. Like literally like shock and awe, ba-boom, fix stuff. And that was what the event was all about. And that was a wild success too. It was amazing. You've been to both of them. Yeah. And it was unbelievable, right? So yeah. then we did that. But what we realized after the first event was that what if, wouldn't it be powerful if we could take what happened at this event, this type of, this like this brotherhood, this family, what if this was happening every week all year? What would that look like? Then Brandon Vaughn is, tells me he's going to be selling his company. We start talking about Conquer. We develop the kind of the outline for this. We, he beta tested it with some groups for many, many months in secret. We put together the structure. We paid tens of thousands of dollars to Growth Wheel, which is this, this, this software included with Conquer that's used by the Small Business Administration and thousands of professional business coaches all over the world. And we put the pieces together, put the pieces together. And that's where we are now is what we've realized is that it really is true that community plus clarity plus accountability equals yeah. conquer. That is the recipe. That is the final piece. And for people that are really serious about pivoting, making a change, putting their, you know, strapping their belt a notch tighter and stepping up and going for it, this is what you've been waiting for. And having yeah. a conquer coach like Tim Kroll, who has a heart, he's a family guy, very uh, um, accomplished in business, and just, just a great, clear-thinking business person to help you. How much would it help your business to work with someone like that every week for a year? It's a marriage, not a wedding. It's a whole year thing. It's very, very exciting. Tim, if you really do have final closing thoughts, lay them yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I... I feel honored and honestly a little bit humbled the fact that God gets to use me to be able to help move and I'm getting a little bit choked up on it because I really truly I love that ability that God's just given me and I feel so honored to be a small part of people's lives and it, it if I can be a small part of your life I would be honored to do that as well. Awesome my friends uh, if this is sounding good to you it's really simple. Go to agsconquer.com, fill out the application, and pick Tim Kroll's name from the list of you know Conquer coaches that maybe referred you if you want to have a short conversation with Tim and see if you're a good fit, and we can take it from there. Tim, I appreciate your time. It's going to be a fun year. We're going to get some tremendous, crazy results for people. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. And by the way, my Conquer groups, they're going to beat your Conquer groups. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, I don't think so, because this <laughs> last one, I tell you, we're way ahead of our forecast. I think we're going to be number one right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we all win in all of our own different ways. And I appreciate it, my friend. Take care.
Yeah, we'll see ya. <laughs> hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.